Yes, it's true. The world could use a reset. With all that's going on, so much uncertainty, everyone trying their best to keep their mood level and calm, I thought it would be nice to take this episode to talk to the mystical Ifatoke and you know, settle down on a human level. And we had a wonderful, wonderful chat. So I'll say this before we get started. If you're feeling uncertain, which I'm sure you probably are, if life is turning you upside down, if you're having connections with people that you haven't talked to in a very long time and this pandemic has opened up conversations and opened up wounds, it's okay. So get off your feet for a minute. Come here and sit down and enjoy this episode of Beauty Reform School. Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad, and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am doing okay. I must say this is the first, this is the earliest interview that I've ever had. I will say Wow. (laughs) How does it feel? (laughs) You know what? It's, I've had really wicked insomnia for months. Um, Mm. but recently I have, it's broken and I've been going to sleep kind of at my normal time. Mm -hmm. So it does Mm -hmm. feel a little strange this early, but at the same time, not, not completely unusual. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm used to being up at this time. So that's not weird. But, you know, I've, I've also been used to going to bed at this time, too. So my my brain is confused. Mm, I feel that. I feel that. I'm definitely going through the same thing. But I, I'm, I'm listening to my body. If it wants to be up, I'm just going to yeah. surrender. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much how I've been doing it over here. For sure, you know it's if if my if my eyes start getting heavy and if I feel myself fading, then I just go to sleep. Right, you know. Right. But if it if it doesn't, then I read or I do you know a bunch of other things. So you know, I love it. And yesterday I had to, or was it the day before? I don't even know anymore. What's what is day? What is night? But mm-hmm. um, but uh. A day or so ago, my computer just completely crapped out on me, and I had to do a system restore. And now I'm reloading all this stuff into my computer. So I spent all day yesterday doing that. So now I really don't know what's up and what's down. Yeah, you know what? I feel like I've been having some uh, tech issues a lot the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's what's going on, uh, but I do feel like something needs to be reset. Clearly, yes, <laughs> for sure, 
And you know, it, it was I mourned though because I lost. A lot of, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, lo- I, I lost a lot of stuff, but you know what? In a way, even though I was really sad about it, and I'm like, great, mm-hmm. now I have to start all over. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, I think it's a little, it's a little bit inspiring to start all over. Right, I agree. You know, agree. it's in a way, it's 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 okay. It's okay to start mm-hmm. over. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like because now I'm I can come at it with fresh new ideas and you know all that. Right. I I kind of feel like uh, 2020 has given us no choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start over. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, mm-hmm. how have you been faring during all of this? You know, going into it, I had a a certain understanding or perspective mm-hmm. and now being you know how many months in we're like, like six? five yeah going on six months uh i have a different perspective um it, it was interesting because i remember you know i'm i'm in new york so i remember when everything started shutting down the restaurants back in march and it 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 didn't feel real. It felt like I was in a movie or something. It didn't feel real how empty the streets were, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, no one's working. And then, you know, at first it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe this is not so bad. <laughs> um, but the type of understanding, and I would say even the spiritual, mental, emotional uh, reflections that I have had during this uh, pandemic, um, no matter how challenging or uh, shadow aspect dealing it had to be, I felt like it gave me the time to really think about my life and the trajectory of my future. So mm-hmm. it's been rough. Like there are some times where I have a little agoraphobia, like I don't want to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've been realizing what that inner work has been allowing me to do and now I kind of feel like even though with all of this going on it's like okay why am I here why are we here like what are we doing um to make sure that we are creating a a future that is fair and just for for all people yeah but um we have to tackle some uncomfortable stuff first yeah (laughs) so yeah so this pandemic I mean I've been it's been challenging but it's been beautifully enriching in the sense of like you know I do feel like we're going we've been seeing some changes that we haven't seen um probably in a while or if ever so yeah, yeah that's I'm just feeling grateful I guess to sum it up yeah. uh, <laughs> no that's that's as well said that's well said I I, I feel a lot of that believe me mm. I, it's um uh, I definitely have been struggling with some agoraphobia and I've been having some insomnia and some other crazy things. And, uh, but you know what it's, and and my, I have to say to my credit that normally those feelings would bring on a source of panic as well. Mm -hmm. But now not so much. Now I just, I kind of just talk to myself. I've never been so conscious Mm. of myself you know where I'm just like okay well you're feeling agoraphobic okay that's okay that's okay uh-huh uh-huh like you know yeah. yeah you know maybe we should sit in stillness for a while maybe we should you know maybe we should just listen to our heartbeat maybe we should just you know do our you know breathe a little bit breathe, in, mm-hmm. breathe out let's do that right and, you know and that's been the thing. And I got to say, you know, um, unfortunately, a lot of it doesn't help, you know, whenever you check in with the news and you hear so many things, it doesn't help. So I try to keep myself on a very strict diet when it comes mm-hmm. to when it comes to news and things like that. I check in, you know, like once a day just to make sure the world hasn't blown up and then I get all <laughs> I understand. I understand that, you know, I do feel like media consumption um, has to be factored in when we're talking about mental health. Um, yes. I, it, it just is what it is at this point. Um, and um, 
I just like, how do you, well, I, I like how you mentioned uh, you're coping with asking yourself those questions yeah. and let's like, like walk through this. And I think that uh, what has been shown to us is that uh, there's some things that you just got to go through. There's no, no around, there's no shortcut. Right. You just got to go through it. Yep. And uh, I also uh, connected with you when you uh, mentioned about like, uh, having a certain level of awareness now about yourself. Yeah. Um, I actually love that because I have come to accept, which is very, very hard for me, <laughs> that I could somewhat, even though I have good intentions, be a little like wanting to control things. Yeah. And I realize now, uh, because I didn't understand it before when I would uh, connect with people. I was like, well, I'm not trying to control these. I just want things to end up really well and good. And um, I realized now doing the work, uh, it was more kind of like me wanting to be safe, which is why I had to control uh, or felt the need to control. And that was a huge download for me. Yeah. Because uh, it made me realize that, um, if you're doing something long enough unconsciously even or without the awareness of what you're doing and why you're doing it, it could be more hurtful or destructive to you and others <laughs> versus the intent that you may have had based on your understanding. Yeah. Um, so even that, I was like, okay, let me just learn how to <laughs> mm -hmm. not be so motherly all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, and then also exploring things like uh, why don't I feel safe, you know, and um, tying that back to uh, upbringing, tying that back to our roots and just philosophies in general. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely resonate with a lot of what you're saying right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, it's funny that you should say that whole mothering thing, because there there's always that part of me that when a friend is hurting or when someone's scared or whatever, mm -hmm. I want to jump in and put on my cape and Yes. You know, and solve it for them. But sometimes it's, you know, I can be that ear and I can listen, mm -hmm. but I can't always solve, you know, mm -hmm. it's not for me to solve sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a saying that I really liked that said, um, a lot of things that I'm carrying aren't mine. Mm. you know they're not right. mine to carry so it's I had to really like dissect that and eat that because you know I find you find yourself with a lot of weight sometimes and then when you do the inventory you realize a lot of that is not yours to hold right you know absolutely so you have to put some of those things down because they don't belong mm -hmm. to you you know mm -hmm. So I've been, I've been really trying to do that in my life, you know, just if someone's going through a tough time, yes, I'm here for you to listen. Mm -hmm. I'm, if you need to vent, if you want to cry, I am here. Yes. Um, and that is all, you know, mm -hmm. and then I'll, I will disconnect from them when it's, when we are done talking or having that moment, then you go, I go and I try to wash that off. Mm -hmm. So I don't mm -hmm. take it with me right? and then go on to the next thing. Because a lot of times I feel all that weight and I feel all that heaviness. And sometimes I will, you know, I will carry that with me indefinitely, you know? <laughs> right, right. So you have to learn how to let it go too. And, you know, there are some times where I feel guilty because I have some friends that I can't talk to just now mm -hmm. you know because mm -hmm. it's, it's some of their stuff is is way too heavy for me to carry right and I feel guilty about that sometimes because you know you want to be a good friend and you don't want to mm -hmm. seem like you don't care but at the same time we are in a very we're in a you know we're in red alert right now and I mm -hmm. need I need all the strength and the energy that I have you know right. I can spare right. a little here and mm -hmm. there but I can't I can't just spend it all you know I used right. to be happy to spend it all and then I could get it back you know but right, right. now I I need a lot of it a lot more of it than usual mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. You know, I also think that um, this is where we're learning as, you know, as a society that uh, maybe the best help that we can offer is the one that we give ourselves. Right. Um, starting with, you know, the man in the mirror, you know, really holding yourself responsible and um, accountable for whatever actions. Um, we need to get more into that because I kind of feel like with everything going on, you know, even when you watch the news and uh, you see all the things that are taking place, it's like, it's extremely scary. Um, but again, it, it just, it kind of does illustrate like what happens where, when like good people are trying to, like, you can't, you can't, cha- we can't change anyone. Right. And um, even like, you know, as somebody who's been in uh, like cosmetic retail for so long, it's like, it's kind of like what employers would say, like, you know, I can't, um, I can teach you, you know, certain skills and increase your artistry, but I can't teach character. Right. And I think that a lot of times we, we have certain societal norms where people can get to be, uh, you know, have certain characteristics that are not fruitful for themselves or everyone involved. And I definitely do think codependency is one of them. Um, and I think that certain people have uh, the privilege of being codependent on other people. And in terms of emotions, I feel like, you know, this is the time where you, where we all should have checked on the strong friend, like the uh-huh. friend who always listens to everybody, the friend who always is there and doesn't really seem to talk about their own life <laughs> or what could be going on because they're too busy listening to ours. And uh, and I I feel like this is where we start seeing character, you know, um, there's some people that really do have the capacity to give more and like their divine power, like replenishes. And then there's some people who don't really have anything. What do we, how do, how do we work things out with those people? Right. Because we're not going to ever, it's kind of like, um, I remember I was watching, uh, a segment a long time ago with TD Jake's, and he was saying how, you know, some people have a gallon of love to give and some people, but they're hanging out with cups. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you know, you never notice, you know, the strong friend is always pouring, pouring, pouring into all the cups and like, it's all love. But then when the strong, when that gallon is empty and the strong friend is empty, um, they have to replenish themselves because even when that person says, well, I'm trying my best, you know, they really are. It's just that their capacity is that of a cup. So, right. um, even with that, like us being conscientious, like, okay, you know, there's sometimes where maybe we're not the strong friend, right? Maybe we're the friend that's always asking for something, depending on the context or whatever is going on. Um, but us to be aware that like, okay, you know, like, Hey friend, are you, are you good before I put this on you? Right. Um, you know, where's the communication? And again, that goes into character, like, are you thoughtful? Are you considerate? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Are you willing to share? Are you willing to soften your heart and like, you know, uh, really uh, get to know the people who you, who you love. Um, So it's a lot. I just, I feel like I've also been kind of hermit mode, (laughs) not not really talking to anybody. And I think because of that, I've been able to see who's also uh, thinking of me and who's looking out for me. So, um, yeah, I just, I feel like 2020, again, is just, everything is like, listen, this is what it is, mm-hmm. and how you want to move forward, and again, I don't think we can even move forward if we're not addressing the things we need to um, address within ourselves. Fair enough. Hey, you um, mentioned uh, being a beauty professional. What was your specialty? Did you do makeup? Did you do skincare? What was your hair? What was your thing? I did uh, makeup and skincare. I love skincare. Mm. Um, I I just love skincare. I've been and- I've been saying skincare is the theme of 2020. It seems from everyone I've been speaking to. You know, and it's interesting because if you're really like into beauty products skincare is really always your thing like I I, if I'm makeup artists that I know who um who are really into beauty products and reading ingredients and knowing what does what and you know what brands do what for who um 
they know skincare and they use it religiously. It's a part of their life, their lifestyle. Um, so for me, it's the same, the same, the same thing for me. Like even when I was younger, I remember being 13, wanting a skincare routine because I just knew that, you know, the soap and the Pond's cold cream, even though that may have worked for my great grandmother and my grandmother right. and uh, my aunties, I just knew that my skin was different. I, I grew up, I was born and raised in uh, Brooklyn. They're from the South, right? Yeah. So again, different, different time. Um, and I just knew, I was like, you know, I have oily combination skin. I just don't think putting mineral oil on it is going to help. Right. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's funny because my, my family's from the South also, and um, they were, you know, they they had a lot of things. But I noticed that, um, especially with older people, they, it's not, it, they didn't have a lot at their fingertips when it came to skincare. Mm-hmm. And then also they were, they were set in their ways, so they didn't want to try something else. Right. You know, and I think that their skin was different too, especially from being from the South, you know. Totally, totally. Because honestly, when I think about it, right, my my grandmother, my aunts, they all have fabulous skin. I'm yeah. telling you, I can see a poor in sight, uh-huh. right? It's just that when I just knew that that, that product wasn't for me, <laughs> I thought my skin, I knew my skin was different. Yeah. I was growing up, I'm growing up in a city that is, you know, to be honest, if we're talking about pollution, it's pretty up there. Um, yeah. So, I'm like, I need something a little bit more deep, you know, deep cleaning. And I, I did all the traditional steps that you go to, you know, you go to the department store for the first time, you go to Clinique, you get your three step. And then, <laughs> you, 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 you know, hopefully I always tell people, don't stay at Clinique, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that, uh, I've had that, that fight many a time, you know, it was with many a client, you know, they, I've been using Clinique for 20 years. It's like, oh, okay, but maybe we changed now. I don't know how to say it. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, but you're telling me you have all these problems is what I'm saying right now. Is I need you to, you know, I need you to op- expand your horizons, you know? Right, right. So I, but you- I find myself bargaining, you know, like, okay, well, tell me, do me this favor, okay? Let's use, <laughs> yeah, let's use this moisturizer, right? But you can still use your cleansers, even though they're very dry and stripping. Um, Please use this, use this moisturizer, though. How about that? Let's let's use this moisturizer. You can keep using your cleansers, but you, let's use this moisturizer. And we're right. gonna give you the uh, the more uh, enriching moisturizer because you keep stripping your skin. So let's let's do that. Oh my gosh! And you, oh my goodness! And you know what? I gotta give, I gotta give, I gotta give props to the companies who are really educating people on beauty. Yeah. And t- especially in terms of skincare and makeup and uh-huh. and more so skincare because, and I'm pretty sure you have this experience. There's some times where clients really do believe that they can achieve certain uh, makeup in terms of like, let's say texture, right. Um, without using the proper skincare. And I'm like, it's not going to work that way. And right. I've, I've had tons of clients like, Oh, well her skin looks so smooth. It looks so clear. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay. First off, it's Photoshop. Right. Second, uh, you know, honey, if you want dewy, glowy skin, well, your skin cannot be cannot be dry. We need something to put on there. What is your routine? And you know, I've I've heard it all. I've heard women who wash their face with uh, dish soap. And one of the things that I always tell them, I'm like, okay, well, how does your skin feel when you use these products? When you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you think about your skin? Uh. And dish soap. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, again, it speaks to your point. There's something that you're dissatisfied with, right? Yeah. But your loyalty to what you know right. is holding you back from getting what you desire. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> one more, one more again. Your loyalty yeah. to what you desire is holding you back. I want that to really just stick <laughs> because that is true in beauty. Yes. And that is also true in life. <laughs> that is yes. so true. You know, it's 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 fine. I I'm a 
good component of loyalty. I believe in loyalty. But, <laughs> but if it is hurting you, yes, then it is not worthwhile. You know, mm-hmm. if your loyalty is hurting you, it is not yes. worthwhile. Yes. So yes. yes, I had to. I, I had. Sorry to interrupt, but I had to stick that <laughs> because that was very important. I didn't want that to just drift on by. Oh uh, yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, love it. no, oh. it's true. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. It's interesting because I, you know. I, my skin has done well by me for many, many years, but as I age, I notice new issues and concerns, and I, too, have to then take inventory and say, okay, well, then this particular product is not for me anymore, and it's time for me to move on to this or that, or I, mm-hmm. perhaps I need to exfoliate more in the week. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just little things like that. It's not when you come up with a beauty routine or skincare routine that's important. Once you get it, it's unfortunately, it's not like you can just sit back and go, ah, I've done it. You have to, <laughs> right. you have to stay on top of that and pay attention Absolutely. to that and, you know, start to notice what is working for you and what is not working for you. And if you notice that your skin is reacting differently to it, then it's time to, you know, take a beat and really check, check that, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And um, just like how, you know, just like how uh, women will go get their hair done, you know, um, I encourage people to go seek professionals in uh, beauty. So if that, if you want, uh, a makeup artist or even an esthetician like mm-hmm. I encourage you to go get a facial when you can you know from a professional and right. also do do things at home but it's it's good to even you know like I know some people say well you know it's not in my budget and I kind of feel like again it's the loyalty to like what also too you may think that certain products should be or cost and but the value of it, the right. value of getting to know your skin, it's the largest organ, yeah. <laughs> um, is, is, is important. And especially because um, as somebody who has suffered from eczema, yeah. um, I know that even with beauty, it's beyond just my skincare. It's what I eat. It's how much water I drink. It's really my lifestyle. Um, I have been very fortunate that most of my mentors in beauty were estheticians or people who uh, studied skincare and studied the skin. And I remember one of my mentors when she would service certain clients, they're like, oh, well, I need this. I, I have under eye dark circles. And she's like, where? <laughs> you know, like also to remember like beauty is also the, the mental part. How do we see ourselves? Right. And, there's so many women who also believe they have problems that they don't. Right. Um, they have a little congestion and they want the strongest acne uh, treatment. And yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, this is not, you don't need that. So again, that educational piece, but also to the, I guess, finding out the root of, you know, why, why this person um, is here. Right. And I don't know about you, but I also feel like a lot of makeup artists should probably have, a minor or an associate's in psychology (laughs) (laughs) because it's never really about the makeup you know what (laughs) listen I've been doing makeup for about 25 years and I will tell you this a good 75 percent of the time Mm -hmm. what my client comes in for Mm -hmm. is not what they need Yes. You know, 75%. You might even say, because I've had people, um, and also it leads to so much. I've had, um, you know, I've had people come in and say, you know, oh, I'm looking for a lipstick. And and you say, oh, okay, well, what color do you want? And they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, I usually wear like a rose. And then I say, you didn't hear me. I said, what color do you want? (laughs) <laughs> not what you usually wear right right I said what do you want and then they 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 stop in their tracks and they're like mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know and I'm like well what do you like I don't know I, I just I usually wear a rose yeah 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 what do you like though right 
Well, I, I I like this this this. I saw this one girl with a really beautiful uh like kind of coral, but I can't wear coral. Okay, let's stop right there and talk about that. What do you mean right. you can't wear coral? Right. Who told you you can't wear coral? What happened? And we get into a long conversation, and then sometimes that conversation, the one I'm using as an example, that conversation led into a whole self-discovery because we were talking about you know what she thought she could wear or what she could not wear and why she could not wear it and it became this whole thing and by the time we were done we wound up in skincare yeah because she didn't think she was beautiful she was crying on the sales floor we went over to skincare we were trying we we got her a whole new routine Mm -hmm. because she hated her skin Right. And that that rose lipstick that she came in for, quote unquote, <laughs> led to her with a whole new skincare regimen and a new coral lipstick because That's right. we had to find the right color for her. Absolutely. And part of the reason she didn't like the coral was because she didn't like how it brought out the redness in her skin. Mm. And we examined how why the redness was there. And it turned out that she was using St. Ives on her face. Oh, my goodness. Which was causing a lot of inflammation and damage. Right. And you know what? It's funny because we were talking about St. Ives the other day. And and the person I was talking to was like, oh, I don't want to say their name. I'm like, I'm saying it. You know, <laughs> I'm saying it. You know, I, I don't, I'm not endorsed by St. Ives. Right. Hello. Oh, and you know goodness. what? It's like, and we were saying how, like, yeah, we'll use it on our elbows and our feet. Like, if it's in my right. house, that's that's those are the body parts I'm gonna use it on. I don't right. buy it, you know. But if it were, if it just so happened to be in my house, that's what I would use it for. Right. You, and you know, I want to add on to the Saint Ives thing and the whole uh, uh, customer loyalty. Ooh. Uh, so, so two things, right? I'm not, when I was younger, I want to say probably like 18, 19, I felt like every person I was talking to was saying, oh my God, you got to use St. Ives. This is why my skin is so clear. Like literally praising St. Ives, um, apricot scrub. Look. And I was like, hmm, okay. And this was just when I first started getting into makeup, getting into skincare, like as far as like, you know, um, professionally. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know about it. I said, that seems really um, abrasive because when I went to makeup school, I went to, I did a program through an esthetician school. So I already knew that, you know, apricot, the apricot scrub, walnut scrubs, they were too abrasive for the face. Right. And, you know, but people, again, swearing by this, uh, loving it. And um, I was like, okay, you know what? Let me bite the bullet and let me see. When I tell you, (laughs) when I tell you, I couldn't even get through 30 seconds of the scrub. And I literally threw it away. And I was like, you see, this is what happens when you follow the trend instead of getting trusting professional help. Right. Yeah. And and again, this is and this goes into why a lot of brands need to have some type of moral or ethical code. It's right. not just about selling products yeah. uh, that, you know, now maybe those companies believe that it works, but based on their research, there's no way that you don't think that you're doing more harm right. than uh, good. Well, let me just tell you for one, when it comes down to, you know, products from quote unquote back in the day, mm-hmm. I mean, I used to use Noxzema Oh my gosh, yeah. And the thing about Noxzema is like I, I saw the commercials and the ads and I'm, I see these people with Noxzema all over their face smiling. I was doing that and my nose and eyes were burning and on fire when I was using that. And I would use it anyway. Yeah. You know, and then you get a little in your eye and you thought your life was over. You know, you would just be like dying. And yep. the fumes from the Noxzema <laughs> was just killing me. But I was using it all the time because, you know, I would torture myself every day because I thought that that's what teen girls were supposed to use. And then right. I would follow up with some sea breeze and burn the crap Oh, out of my myself. gosh. 
because I, you know, and I'm sitting with this astringent, just drying my my young skin out, you know. But luckily, I was combination, so I had a lot of oil. But right, but still, you know, there was other parts of me that was dry as all get out because I was using this sea breeze and this noxema, and it's like we, you know, we swore up and down we were doing it. And the burning, and the, you know, they were on the com- commercials. They were like, "Oh, feel the tingle!" It's like right, the water tingle. I got your face. tingle right here. You know, <laughs> tingle. You know, <laughs> but you know, oh my goodness, yeah. But it's like, but those are the things. Like they they brainwash you. You know, the advertisement brainwashes you into thinking that you're doing like if if, if it hurts so good. Like we're such masochists. Do you know? It's oh, like yeah. you know, oh, it hurts. If it hurts, then it's got to be good. You know, like it's it's doing its job if it's if it's scratching me to death you know like it's not that's not the way it goes you know no. you don't have to tear your skin off no clean and what have you like that's not how it works and a lot of people still are of that mindset and think oh. that that's the way it's supposed to go like it, it, the skincare if, if i don't feel any pain and if it's not hurting me then it must not be working you know, mm-hmm. you know gotta just- break that cycle we have to, and it's not, you know, a one size fits all kind of thing when it comes to uh, skincare. But I, I want to touch on something you mentioned, like when we saw those commercials, it's kind of similar to the marketing of Apple. Mm. They, they play on your emotions. They make you feel like if you do this, you're included in this, right? Like right. we saw the group of children happy playing their basketball. Like everybody just seems <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like that that old school Kool-Aid commercial that Dave Chappelle spoke about where it's like everyone is like, oh, study delight. Yeah. Like it makes <laughs> you feel if you're a part of this and well, if they're doing it, I could do it too. Like, you know, you're a, a part of something. So again, yeah. the emotions come into play, right? Like mm-hmm. even when I was younger, uh, and even when you were speaking, I was saying the whole time you're basically saying you were doing something that was making you uncomfortable, right? right? Mm-hmm. Just so we can be included. And when I used to do the clean and clear blackhead eraser, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I got blackheads. I did the horrible Bior, uh, what is it? Uh, the face strips? The face strips because I had these stubborn blackheads, not realizing why, right? Yeah, yeah. Because again, I was using Pond's cold cream, cocoa butter, you know, everything that you would put on back in the day to protect your skin, according to, you know, my family at right. the time. So I would use the the cleanser, which they all had exfoliating beads. All the yep. cleansers for the morning had exfoliated uh, exfoliating beads. And I noticed that even if I did believe that my skin was getting clearer or my blackheads were clearing up my skin was terribly dry yeah so my skin is again like how you mentioned uh doesn't like know what's happening because it's confused like okay i'm producing this natural oil for you you're stripping it beyond (laughs) what you you need to so now i gotta produce more right 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 understanding how our body works but again that's not what they were educating us when they were selling uh they weren't educating us on that when they were selling these products so um and even when i think about the marketing right the colors the beads are colorful uh you know they really they really got us in um yeah yeah i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna take you a step deeper this is you better buckle up because i'm ready i'm ready (laughs) So I remember being, you know, growing up in a single parent household mm-hmm. and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and I would see, you know, I had TV and I would see what other, the kids in school, you know, and I was lucky enough to go to a magnet school. So mm-hmm. I had kids that, you know, had a little bit more money. I was surrounded by them and listening to what they used and everything else. And I just wanted to be included in that way also. You know, I wanted to use the stuff they were using. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to feel a part of it. And believe it or not, I felt extravagant using Noxzema. Because, you know, I couldn't afford a lot of skincare products. And if I could get me a jar of Noxzema and get me a little bottle of Seabreeze, I felt special. Right. Um, right. It, you know... I wasn't going to use the the skin the face soap my mom was using. 
mm-hmm. because that made me feel, you know, poor. Mm. So I was going to go ahead and try to get this Noxzema and this Seabreeze. And whenever I could get my hands on that, I was so excited to have that. And it's funny because I didn't even, I didn't even care if the skincare was working. Mm. I didn't even care. I was just glad to be using it. And when I saw those those girls on the commercials, you know, rubbing their face up with Noxzema, I felt like those girls in those commercials. Yes, yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes it goes a lot deeper than if you think the product's working. Oh, yeah. It's like about why you want the product. What do you want okay. it for? Do you want it to be a part of something? Or do you want it because you feel like it actually works? Mm. you know mm. and oh my goodness i i love that you because we we're we've just been talking about how everything is all interconnected in yeah terms of beauty and what beauty is mm-hmm. and um even when i when you were speaking i was thinking about even just uh the makeup techniques that we are, that are the most popular at the moment yeah you know it really does seem like you know respectfully respectfully i say this <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just want to put it out there. Um, it really does seem like everyone kind of has the same face on. Um, Hello. The, the 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 two concealers underneath the eye, the the baking, and the you know the perfect brows, uh, the just everything, the overlining of the lips. It seems like everyone looks the same, or there's like a certain aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, now that is is popular and uh again as much as i give props to a lot of the beauty uh inspiration um, because it's all art at the end of the day Mm -hmm. um i will say in my experience i feel like so when i first started youtube beauty wasn't really a thing right Right. Mm -hmm. so uh you know they're they're struggling (laughs) you know what it is it's because even then i have to say you know what it is still two different generations right because i mean it is because people before if they really wanted to know about beauty or wanted to learn how to apply makeup they would have to come to you at the store or come to you or get a get your business card from someone yeah they would have to personally interact with you to learn about how to do or use makeup Mm -hmm. youtube made it a way where you don't have to leave your house right Right. you can learn online not a problem right Mm -hmm. the only problem was is that people who were actual makeup artists who have worked with different faces different skin types and complexions and who have studied it weren't getting weren't as popular as the people who probably perfected makeup doing it just on themselves right right right. so now what happens is is that with that there's certain eye shapes out there and i will refer to the people as eye shapes or face types and stuff Mm -hmm. who feel like they can do the same exact makeup that you're doing yeah even though you guys have totally different features, yeah. even though you guys have totally, maybe even different access to a uh, certain makeup, right? Um, and they feel like they can imitate that and they're loyal to wanting to imitate that, that they're doing things that don't even make sense. Like I was uh, asking a client, she's like, you know, well, one of my biggest things, and I'm pretty sure you've gotten this too, should I do my concealer first and then my foundation? Right. Or should you do my foundation and then my concealer first? Mm-hmm. Because I was watching this. Right. right <laughs> and this right, is right. what they what they did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, I had to say, okay, well, if you're laying it like that, wouldn't you think that you would be removing some product and therefore wasting it? Mm-hmm. So if, you know, again, like I always, like, what is up with the overuse of the foundation? I don't, if it's full coverage already, you don't need a lot of it. Right. Uh, uh, what's up? with the the you know the cut crease everywhere no shade i just want to know what's up with it it's it's like it's like like everything else it's like fashion you know i mean like it's fashion it's if you see someone um the you know trends will come and go brows will change every season and things like that um cut creases will come, cut creases will go, then cut creases will come back, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just how it is when it comes to trends, you know, but 
the important thing is not to be shackled by it because I tell, I, I tell clients that all the time, like, you know, cause I'll have someone come in and if I'm doing their makeup, they're like, Oh wait, you're going to do that. I thought you were supposed to do this first. And I'm like, says who, you know? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. Cause I, the girl I watch on you. And then I love it because <laughs> all the time I'll get someone to be like, Oh, do you know so-and-so? I'm like, no, <laughs> well, she's on YouTube. I watch her all the time. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. You know, and then they look at me like I'm less of a makeup artist because I don't know who so-and-so is, you know. And that's, that's the part that I find to be quite frustrating mm-hmm. because now you feel like because you saw someone on YouTube, it they under advice. Right. But my whole thing is like, again, you're still here to learn, right? Because you're working with me. Right. So if you had known what you needed, there's no need to ask. Amen. Like I've said that, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I've said that from many a time, you know, because like, I, you know what? And I had, Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you a little, a little story that, that got me once. I had two girls come in mm-hmm. and one girl was asking me questions and I'm helping her out. But her girlfriend was constantly getting in the conversation <laughs> And she constantly, she was like, well, no, I actually, she should use this or you should use this lipstick or I like, I use this and I da, 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 da. And I'm mm-hmm. doing the girls, I'm, I, I think it was like her contour or something I'm doing. And the girl's like, oh, well, actually you should, you know, do try the, this on top of it because this is what I do. And I layer my la, 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 la. And I literally stopped what I was doing. I handed the, her the brush and I went, oh, okay, cool. I said, you know what? You should probably do it. You should do it. Cause you, you know, cause you're, you, you probably know more about what to do. <laughs> and she just, she looked at me like, what? And I was like, no, 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 here you go. Here, here. And she, and she froze and she goes, no, that's okay. You you can do it. And I said, oh, I can do it. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm gonna go ahead. And do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you, you don't, don't backseat drive me. Right. Also, and if you know so much, y'all shouldn't have even came in here in the first place. You, she should be in your house. She should be in your house doing her makeup with you because you know right. so much. Remember? Right. So right. why don't you go ahead and walk around the store and browse while I help your friends? Because right. I, I can't with you right now. <laughs> you know? It's too much. It's, a, it's just just you go ahead. Like don't tell me, don't tell me what. You know, and don't critique my work while I'm trying to do it. Mm, And you see that that part, because I do believe people forget that we're still artists. So, you know, we're not doing this to mess up your face. You know, we're not doing this to be difficult. We're doing this because we we love what we do and we do want to make you feel good about you. Um, So there's a certain I there's. I definitely do feel like the the YouTube beauty community has kind of made artists who do work in store have somewhat of a difficult experience. And again, this goes to influence. And this is why certain people should be speaking up <laughs> um, because you do have that influence very much so to the point where uh, you're influencing somebody who maybe you don't even you have never even shown them a product really that they can use for their skin right. because they love what they see on you and who you are. Right. Uh, they're willing to, you know, go to, to great lengths to kind of mimic and to uh, kind of repeat what they see in front of them. And I, I thought it was interesting because even for a long time, I would speak to a lot of my close friends, one of them being Courtney. Mm-hmm. And I was like, a lot of these YouTube videos, they don't even start with skincare. Like they weren't mentioning any no. skin prep before the makeup uh, for a very long time. And, and when they did start, and I'm call- and it's calling them out, yeah. when the popular ones did start using uh, skincare in their videos, it was because it was... Um, it was because they were supporting a brand. Yeah, they were sponsored. Um, yeah. They were sponsored and or they were using skincare from the cosmetic lines like, oh, ben- Benefit Eye Cream or, you know, mm-hmm. that not from not saying that, you know, it's any less of an eye cream because it's from Benefit or from like a Too Faced or whatever. But just saying it's there's actual skincare brands that you could be showing these people that can actually like you can help educate them and what i thought was interesting is that they only show products that they again that they use right right so 
if you have dry skin and I have oily combination right. that's super sensitive mm-hmm. and I'm seeing you put these products on, oh my God, I love this cream. Makes my skin feel so good. Da, 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 da. And you're not telling me, but this is for this skin right. type. And you'll feel like you have a responsibility to tell me right. with your influence. Then you just abuse, you just abuse your power yeah. because you know people are going to buy what it is that you tell them to right. buy. Right. And because there's they a your word. There. There's, that's a responsibility that I feel like right. all beauty people have, especially with a platform. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. It's um, true. You, you have spoken the truth, ma'am. I, I mean, you know what? And even just being... Um, you know, even just being a Black Indigenous woman, um, being a makeup artist, like, I remember not seeing that many shades uh, for for women of color for a very long time. Um, yeah. And these brands who are now making it all about it because, again, it's trendy. Right. Um, so, you know, even for, like, you know, one company, and I'm just going to speak my truth on this, but, like, I when I used to work for Too Faced, uh, they didn't have any dark shades. No, they didn't. <laughs> they they have, and, and the thing is, we we I don't know about if everyone wants to talk about it, but less California brands are totally different. So they were going for, of course, like the beach aesthetic, like okay. you know, Barbie doll. Like they are not. It's not really that at the time when I was in the industry, it wasn't really that culturally diverse. If we're going to be honest, in that LA market, and. There were no shades. So if I had a client who was my complexion, who was like, oh, my God, I love your skin, but I have something completely different on, clearly. Um, Right. They had had advised me to sell her the bronzers as a foundation powder. Now, we know, like, okay, as artists, you got to use what you got, right? Right. As long as the look looks good. Mm -hmm. From an artistry standpoint, not a problem. But at the end of the day, you're not really addressing the problem. You're just saying, oh, she can use one of the bronzers. Plus, first of all, they're not an artist, so they don't know how to correct. Hello? What's going, what they're, <laughs> with, you know, you know how to correct it. They right. don't. They're going to go home and they're going to wind up with the grayest contour right. ever. And uh, I'll, of, I'll say this course. too about Too Faced specifically. Um, there's been many times that I've had to sell that. Mm-hmm. And... I had to say, you know, I had a, I'd have a woman of color come up and say, oh, I want, I want to use Too Faced. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. I, do you like this mascara? <laughs> Perhaps you could have that, you know, because I'm not selling you this foundation. And I've said it, you know, I've had to say that. And that was before they extended their color line. I was like, listen, no, no, no. We're going to walk over here to this yep. other brand and get you matched because I was like, listen, if you like, if you want some Too Faced in your life, get this, get this primer. Cause I love that. Right. Get, they had good primers. Very. Oh, good. I love their primers. I'm like, get this, get this primer. Go ahead and get this um, lip gloss. Go ahead and get this mascara because that's all we're getting from over here. Right. And we're going to go over there and get you matched to some blush and some foundation because right. I can't do anything over here and I'm not going to let you leave with that. I'm just not. So, right. And they'll, right. they always look at me like, oh, okay, all right. So I'm like, that's, that's how it goes. I'm talking. And so a lot of times I've had to swatch it and be like, listen, look, 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 look. Right. <laughs> and then put it on them. Put it right. on them and see, be like, see this? And then now look at this one over here. Which one do you want? Right. You know, and they go, oh, you're right. Okay, I, I'd rather have that. <laughs> oh, I thought so. Yeah, let's go right. over there then. Because that's <laughs> what I'm saying. The swatch doesn't lie. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> as soon as that gray shows up, when you put that, you, you swatch that on your hand. And I've had many people, like, you know, uh, reps and stuff say like, oh, no, well, you have to work it in and you have to do this and that. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm not going to. And there's been plenty of times that I've had like worn my foundation, you know, and I've been talking mm-hmm. to the rep and I'm like, listen, because they're trying to match me to a foundation or something. And I'm like, listen, I um, look, I'm wearing this. I'm wearing this brand and I don't have to do all of that. So because they're like, no, 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 you have to you have to warm it up with your hand. Then you have to tap it in. Then you have to add some bronzer. Then you have to then you have to. I'm like, look, I put that foundation right on my face and it looks like this. I don't have to do all of that with that foundation. So why on earth would I do 15 steps just to make this foundation look good? It's wild. It's wild. You know what I mean? Like why? Right. Why would I do that? 
It's like, and I even said, like, look at my face. Does it look good? Do you like it? Guess what? All I did was put it on. I didn't have to do anything to it. Mm-hmm. It was this color when I put it on. Right. So, right. you know, that's my point. Like, it's like, if you, if you want to use that particular foundation, that's on you. That's fine. But I'm not gonna. How about that? Mm. I'm not gonna. And I'm okay. not gonna recommend it to anyone else. And I've and it's like I used to make a joke and be like I was like the Malcolm X of, of my store because anytime a brand rep would come up to me and be like, Oh, we got a new foundation, look. And I'm like, it's not my color. Like I don't know what to tell you. Right. You know, and when is your brand going to start having more inclusive shades? You come right. back to me when that happens, you know? Right. And they would they would look at me all, you know, they give me the look and I was like, I really just don't care because I not only for me, but for a ton of clients that I have, I'm not, I, I'm not going to make myself a fool and I'm not going to make them feel bad and worse when I take them to a brand that I cannot give them a color for. Right. Like, why would I do that? Why would I take them somewhere where they can't have something? You know, this is the beauty industry. You're supposed to feel good. You're supposed to go in the store and come out feeling great. Right. You're supposed to feel like you feel more beautiful or feel like you solved a problem. You're supposed to feel like, you know, oh, this has been a wonderful experience. But if I t- if you come in here and I take you to a brand and say nothing, nothing here is for you. Right. Then how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. So why would I do that? Yeah. Period. Why would I do that? <laughs> So it's like, don't, you know, don't, don't come at me like, and you know, obviously part of your job as an art, as a makeup artist, if you're in a store is to sell product, of course, but I'm not selling anything they can't truly use. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it, you know, which is, you know, I guess partly why I don't, (laughs) don't sell anymore, but, (laughs) but, but you know, it's just, it's just that simple. I'm not going to, you know. And when people would say, oh, I love your makeup. It's so beautiful. What did you use? I, you know, I'm going to tell them the truth. Like, you know, I had to use three different palettes for this because they didn't, all the colors weren't in one palette. So I can't sell you just one palette and you get everything I had. But like, you know, it's not gonna, it's not that, you know? So it's like, I had to tell the truth a lot. But, but you know, if you tell the truth, your sales are going to be better, actually. Mm. It's like a lot of people don't realize that because when they when they trust you right and they know that you're telling them the truth not when they trust you even if you're lying but if they trust mm-hmm. you because they know that you will always be honest with them then they're more prone to buy your products. Absolutely. I agree with that. I I've I've definitely experienced that. Yeah. Um and not only that, it's like when they feel like you're actually taking care of them and right. when you're looking out for them, like, you know, I always used to kind of have to remind people sometimes like, hey, you're using, you're actually using too much cleanser uh, when you're cleansing your yeah. face. And they're like, oh, wow, I never knew I was using too much. I'm like, yeah. And then you could save some more money. Like, you, yeah, I shouldn't yeah. see you every month. Right. Well, you for... see, they, they watch TV and they see somebody just pumping away. Pump, pump, right. Pump, pump. I'm like, I shouldn't see you every month. If you want to go buy a new product, you know, because some people out there are product junkies uh, and, and that's a different kind of client. But if I shouldn't see you every month because something has run out because you're overusing it. And then on top of that, you won't even really get to see the true uh, workings of the product because you're just like layering things on and you're not how can I say, like, you're not even allowing your, your skin to do its, to do its job as well by, you know, just putting tons of product on. Um, And that's even for, that's even for makeup. Mm -hmm. Personally, I have a lot of my clients are older or older women. Yeah. So I know she's not trying to walk around looking like Kim Kardashian. Um, (laughs) she She has things to do, places to go. She doesn't have an hour right. uh, to do her makeup, right? right There's some right. women who are still out there who don't have that kind of time. Right. And a lot of times these brands are only marketing towards people who do have the time to do full face. You know why? Because they buy more products. Right. Because my whole thing is this. 
when you do a full coverage, uh, a full coverage foundation, and you're really putting that thing on, then you start saying, Oh, well, my under eye is not as bright, then you're going to want more, put more con- a lighter concealer, more concealer on, oh, I got a highlight, I got a contour. Right. Like this. Another thing too, that I didn't understand. And trust me, as an artist, I get layering, I get it. Mm-hmm. But you're doing the concealer and the foundation already kind of like a highlight contour, right? Because you're using a, a, a concealer that's usually a lot lighter uh-huh. <laughs> underneath the eye. And then you're putting it, you know, probably by the jawline or the, uh, yeah, by the jawline. And then you're putting a cream color of contour right in the, you know, you're contouring your face p- pretty much with your concealers. Right. And then right. you're setting it and then you're using a contour <laughs> palette on top of that. Okay, I understand layering. And then you're setting it again. Like everything just seems to be kind of like adding product to take it away to add more product and then take it away right. and then add more product. You know, so it's like you you don't have to do all that. You could just take a setting powder, sweetie, and just set it. And you know, <laughs> it's less steps. And guess what? You're still gonna look beautiful. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't get why you want to have. You know, I used to tell them. I was like. Listen, we're gonna have to ease up on the contouring because I don't want to see a Snicker bar on the side of your face right, when right. you get out well, of here. Because it's it's what they they saw, you know. Yes. It's what they saw on YouTube. So it's it's that behavior that you know has gotten into their brains that has made them feel like if they're not doing all those things that they don't look as good, you know. Right, yeah. right. But then again, so when we speak about awareness, yeah. like, are you aware that? These people are under studio lights. Right. Well, I've had that whole conversation. I'm like, hey, Photoshop, (laughs) ring lights, just all of it. You know, it's like I used to, on my Instagram in the beginning, I used to, I used to not uh, use any filters because I wanted to show that like, look, this is, this is just makeup. This is not, you know, smoke and mirrors. This is just, you know. But it's, you know what, and, and it's funny because on the flip side of what you're saying, then you have the older lady that walks in with this dilapidated lipstick that's all, all the way down to the nub. <laughs> oh. And you're like, Gladys, that's discontinued. That's been discontinued for 10 years. They don't even make that anymore, honey. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, can you find me a match? And then that's my, my, my day gone because. <laughs> I was going to say, I cannot do lipstick clients. It's the worst. It's the worst. Especially when she is like, like that is her color. Right. You because and I had to explain. I'm like, listen, that's patented. They it's gonna be very hard to find that formula because they they have a trademark on that. Like that that formula that made that color, other brands don't have that. You know, it might be really, really close. But it's not going to be the same thing, you know, so you have to accept that. Like, I need you to accept that because it's not we're going to keep walking around this store until you accept that. You know, we're not going to find the the exact match in another (laughs) brand. We're not. Yeah. Well, I kind of think a bit about it like this. Right. Like, you know, I kind of call lipsticks uh, boyfriends or girlfriends. (laughs) Once this one is done and you know it's done, it's discontinued and you know it was a really good run, maybe you really didn't enjoy it. <laughs> right. But at some point you gotta you 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 move on. And the, this is what I always tell people because what I love about my clients who will uh there was a certain time when like you know the euro was worth more. And I felt like a lot of my foreign clients were like, if they loved the lipstick, they were buying 10 of them. Right. They couldn't get it back home. Yeah. And so I always tell people, if you know something is your color, like my mom, she's really into her wine lipstick mm-hmm. and <laughs> she's not letting it go. Like she, she's now changed brands, but it, that was difficult. But before <laughs> she had to have her, her specific brand of, uh, you know, old school black opal burgundy wine lipstick. Yeah. So I was like, you know, we can, we can get you something better. We can get you something more of what you like or something that kind of complements the new you, but you have to like, let it go and stop comparing. Oh, it's not like this. It's not supposed to be. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not supposed to be like this. And um, I, I think with lipstick clients too, again, I, I'm, cause you know, one thing I can say, everyone for the most part wears something on their lips. So even if somebody doesn't want a full face of makeup, never wore foundation, they probably have 
chapstick or some lipstick or whatever, like the staples, like lipstick, mascara. Yeah. Um, they're so kind of like, if you, if you ask women like, Hey, what, what about this color that you like? It's like, it's like, Oh, you know, it feels nice. It compliments me. It's not too loud. It's not too this. But if you ask them what they truly desire, it's something completely right. from that. Exactly. Like, so I always tell them, Hey, have this new sexy boyfriend. It's okay. Right. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. You let that one run out because you knew it was over, honey. So yeah. just let it, let's, let's go. If you didn't get it when you got it, let's just go and move on. But I, you know, but lipstick is very, very personal. I will say that. Um, mm-hmm. I just, uh, I don't know. And then again, too, you know, a lot of my clients, because, you know, they have different concerns when you, when they get older. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I can't wear that. It doesn't look professional or I can't right. wear it. Talking about, you know, the lines on their lips or, mm-hmm. you know, different things. And it's like, I don't really have the patience for that because we're going to touch on something emotional for you. Like lipstick is like, emotional yeah um, so I just don't I don't have the time I remember if a client came up to me and said, I'm looking for this I'd be like absolutely I'll be right back and I would go run to my coworker. hey girl yeah <laughs> can you please because I I can't I can't mm-hmm. yeah it's it's you're absolutely right it's um it's uh wow like it's it's true <laughs> I know it's we we you know I'm gonna have to have you come back because oh my gosh, yes. we have <laughs> we have talked about so many things and I feel like there's so much more we need to touch on so absolutely so <laughs> you have got to definitely come back to school and have another chat because uh, you know there's so much more we need to to dig into because you kindred spirits I tell you I but love it <laughs> if it's okay yes Thank you so much for coming on to Beauty Reform School. Thank you for having me. Yes, I appreciate you. And it was a magnificent conversation. Likewise, I agree. Thank you. (laughs) Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. This pandemic has been a marathon, not a sprint. I know that that's a saying that a lot of people say all the time, but I'm sure you can appreciate how true it is. I've had the opportunity to talk to so many people and hear so many stories of how everyone is coping. And I'm learning that, yes, it's gonna be hard, And yes, things are going to happen that you hadn't even planned on. I know we all brace ourselves for this pandemic and we're we're coming up with plans and we're trying to do our best and we're trying to beat this thing. And that's all good. We should be trying to beat this thing. We should be trying to be as safe as possible and do all the things that we can to beat this thing. But you have to realize that it's not always up to you. You can do your part, but sometimes things are going to blindside you. And again, that's okay. You have to be ready to be okay. And sometimes we're not. And that's where the self-care comes in. And I'd like to thank you for being here with me throughout this pandemic. Thank you for giving me something to look forward to every week. Thank you so much for listening. And pencils down. Class is dismissed. And I'll see you next week.